0: Yo, what's up, fam? Stephen and Cortez. This is the Why the F Not podcast, episode 34. Let's get to it. Oh, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. Woo. Took some time. Took some time today to, uh, Get revved up and get into this whole podcast mode, you know, for today, not to, not to feel like I have to, I don't know, get the episode out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if that's not a clear, a clear sign to uh, how everything's going today, I don't know what is, but, um, but shit, let's see. How, how? Self-checking. How are we doing? Let's see. Good good healthy okay okay a little anxious yeah fuck impeachments are happening that's uh that's crazy um you hear Donny, don little president donnie trump talking about something about like hey don't impeach me or else my my, my fans are gonna get real mad hey y'all don't don't impeach me like i don't know. Like, if you do something that's unethical, you know, you break the law. You just, I just mean that's like, hey, man, making us look at you funny. Why'd you do that? You know, like if you do that, yeah, man, impeach right. F- you are fired. He knows how that works. You are fired. So, why is he all threatening and stuff? I don't know. There is a funny, a funny little thing on TikTok. People getting all pissed off, like the Trump supporters. You know, those, especially those that went to the Capitol, whatever. <laughs> Talking about how after this whole thing, you know, Donald got, he got banned from from Twitter. Best thing ever. He got banned from Twitter. And they're saying like, oh, freedom of speech, First Amendment. And that came up a little while ago. You know how Twitter was shadow banning people, Instagram shadow bans, you know, Twitter will block your account. But uh, like if you like. Twitter is its own company. It's a privately owned, privately owned company, right? So it's like, why are you guys mad? First Amendment, First Amendment don't it doesn't apply here. This is a you, terms of services. You 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 click agree, right? Well, if you click agree, you can't say anything when they kick you out when you break the rules. And there's a lot of shady areas in that area, right? Breaking the rule like like who breaks the rules, whatever, like what what is breaking a rule? Like like on Twitter, I don't know if y'all knew this, but on Twitter, if you dead name someone, you'll get banned. Now what's dead naming? Deadnaming someone is like uh if there's a transgender person out there, right? Uh transgender male, transgender female, if you if you if you refer to that person as their name prev- you know, previously known to them previously to the you know the the surgery and the transition if you will uh if you do if you call them out like like Caitlyn Jenner if you if you if you go on Twitter right now and you you at Caitlyn and you call her Bruce like that's dead naming and you'll get banned you can't do that's Caitlyn you know what I mean and honestly like what's the big deal on that so someone someone changes their gender. How does that affect you? And I'm speaking to like the people that are against it, right? You know, the I don't know, conservative right, whatever, whoever it is, you know, that has a problem with transgender people. It's like they're 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 doing the surgery. Are you? They're paying for it. Like that's this is like their own journey. This has nothing to do with you, person, sticking your nose in. Same with abortion, right? It's so weird. I don't know. Is it just a trip on power? Was was who was who's the author of uh, nineteen Orwell? What's that name 19, uh, 1984, The book. That's it, right? Who wrote that? George Orwell. So. There was, like, this interview I saw on, t- on the TikTok, dude. I'm such a dumb millennial over here, dude. But I saw a video on the TikTok, and uh, it, was, it was an interview with George Orwell talking of uh, his book, 1984, where... I got to read it. I haven't read it, okay? I just heard it. I've, I got to read it, okay? I'll be honest. I haven't read it. I will read it. But basically, from what I've heard, in the book, he... He, he 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 paints a very clear picture of the future of our country, and it, it, a lot of his things come true. And l- let me let me it's, without spoiling the book, Nineteen Eighty Four. Uh, accurate. Let's see, accurate uh, future predictions. Let's go with that. Uh, five times, George Orwell. These five times that George Orwell's Nineteen Eighty Four predicted the f- predicted the uh, future. So let's see. This is from Bustle dot com. It's an article. Why 1984 is still relevant today? Let's see. Literature, particularly science fiction, has a long history. Give me a sec. Yeah. So I don't know. So fun fact: When I'm recording my podcast, I this is something I just did because of my ADHD. Like, and I know I have, and especially now, you know, being even more cabin fevered up over here. For me to record my podcast so I can just like feel like more comfortable while I'm just here chilling, you know, I like to put a little, little music, like you don't hear it. I hope you don't, (laughs) but I have music playing and I hear it and it's like, you know, and it's no, no real lyrics. If you, I'll be, I'll be real. Here, I got you. I got this from TikTok too, dude. (laughs) I got Mario Kart study music, dude. Ugh, Mario Kart study music just like zends me out, dude. And I'm just like more, I, I hopefully more focused. Oh, little Milo, little Milo coming over, still ADHD, dude, but yeah, so I was just lowering the volume right now, but let's see, um, let's see, so literature, particularly science fiction has a long, oh, so this is from the article, this is by Chris uh, Christiana Wiggins, uh, literature, particularly science fiction has a long history of predicting the future. Ray Bradbury invented a form of earbuds in Fahrenheit 451. Edward Bellamy foreshadowed credit cards in Looking Backward, and William Gibson pretty much nailed what the internet would look like in his novel 1984 novel, in his 1984 novel Neuromancer. Then, of course, there's George Orwell. In the mid 20th century, George Orwell wrote a book about an omni- ominous future society that featured a watchful big brother, crazy war propaganda, and sheep-like citizens. The dystopian cult classic painted a chilling but fictional picture that even the New York Times called an excess of satire upon its release in 1949. God, 1949. Ah, hydrate, y'all. This is your reminder to hydrate. In 2016, it doesn't seem that excessive. No, 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 no. Oh. Am I allowed just to read, just to read stuff like this on, on a podcast and we just talk about it here? Like, I wonder, is this is this fine to do? Yeah, I'm sure. Right? We, we get Christiana Wiggins her due credit. She wrote this. is from Bustle.com. You can find this article, y'all. The novel, which was meant as satire of the political climate in which it was written, Has somehow withheld the the test of time from the way that citizens in 1984 follow their fearful leader without question, like most of us dutifully follow the law to the book, to the book's eerily watchful technology that tracks your every move, similar to how satellites and the internet (coughs) track us today. Oh my God, Milo. All right, and we're back. How to go be a doggy daddy. Milo's deaf, or I think he is. Stefan, I think he's deaf. Are you deaf, dude. You can be talking about you? Your ears burning? You got a ring? Maybe he's got the tinnitus. That's what it is, right? The ringing in the air? Let's see. Back to 1984. At a glance, the society is laughably exaggerated, but with a deeper analysis of the metaphors that Orwell create. Orwell create? Metaphors that Orwell create. Readers are able to draw uncanny similarities to the present day and we've gathered gathered the five biggest similarities below okay let's see so telescreens so the most blatant parallel that one can draw from 1984 is the use of two-way televisions called telescreens the telescreens are used for entertainment and are found in the everyone's home but but they simultaneously watch your every move. The screens pick up both video and audio, make it impossible to do anything without the fictional government. Oh my God. Newspeak. Okay, number two, Newspeak. In 1984, the totalitarian rule has gone so far as to create a completely new language with the purpose of confusing and persuading its citizens. The language Newspeak, Follows the same general rules and patterns as English, but it eliminates all negative words to minimize the possibility of crime think, aka having rebellious thoughts that don't align when in SOG's ideology. For example, bad is ungood in Newspeak. Wow, man. PC culture, dude. Damn. Controlling what you say, man. Control. Oh, my God war is peace number three war is peace in orwell's novel there are three sovereign nations ocean oceania uh, Oce- oceania, Oce- oceania oceania eurasia and east asia at any given moment two nations are at war the fighting is continuous but when a new battle arises everyone forgets about the past wars and uh, alliances and focuses on the battle at hand, leaving the world in perpetual turmoil. Need I say more? Four, proles. The proles are a group of workers who are overtly happy because they are clueless. Big Brother, the watchful eye of an doesn't bother the people, doesn't bother the proles because they do not complain or cause trouble as long as they're a fed. The pro symbolized mindless followers of the working class. You know, Joe Rogan was talking about that with this. Well, uh, he's a, he was a he's a doctor. I forgot what, but he, this podcast is insane. They're talking about this doctor was bringing up things about he uh, believes in like the legalization of, of of drugs, basically like cocaine, heroin, all these things. Like if they're just legalized, then if they're just what's the word? If it's properly properly produced so there's more um, quality control and because uh, he okay so fun fact if you go to was it Colombia, you can get a gram of cocaine for seven dollars like what in peru apparently that shit's legal over there spain legal all that all that stuff is legal over there but can you imagine just so what he's basically saying is, like, he's saying, like, if you're in Colombia right, and you were there with your significant other, he was using that very specifically to use, like, your significant other and yourself, and just having a good time. And, like, you just get yourself, you know, a, a gram of $7 worth, you know, of, of clean cocaine. But then that term, clean, could you call cocaine clean? I've seen the process in which that's made. I don't know. Is there a cleaner process in making it from the pure cocoa, you know, the leaf, the, the, the leaf. I don't know, but, but anyways, this doctor was just talking about the legalization of all that, of all that, that, that was his book was about. Like, cannabis, yeah, of course, that should be legal 110%. We're almost there in this country, right? Uh, But whoa, cocaine and heroin. And, but then he's talking about methamphetamines and basically, like, there's certain, like, there's a medicine now you can get that helps with, I forgot what it helped, but it's basically PCP. And it's like in a spray form, like you just take a hit of it, and it's you're basically taking PCP, but now, you know, it gets used for other things. It can be used for other things, you know what I mean? Though that music just popped up on me out of nowhere. I like this music though. Right now, it's Mario Kart, Moo, Moo Metals. Oh, it's good times right now. Uh, but let's see. But we're talking about the um, the proles, right? The working class, like. They were talking about that. Joe was, right? And speaking about like like they're not dumb, right? Like the working class isn't dumb and like and the Trump supporters aren't necessarily dumb. But he was like saying that they're assholes, and like now they're being shown by Trump that it's cool to be an asshole. Like it's okay to be an asshole. And damn man, I feel like that's being reiterated to like what happened with the Capitol. These people were assholes, dude. You charged the Capitol? It's a revolution? Homie, you're like you're, you're committing you're committing treason, dude. You're walking out the podium. You got your feet on Pelosi's desk. Okay, what 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 are you accomplishing? Like Black Lives Matter, they went up and they were they were I got thrown down, pepper sprayed, and they weren't violent. They weren't climbing on walls they were just walking just protesting just you know just standing up for hey for for all the lives lost and the systematic racism that's 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 in our country the, the hatred that's just embedded within it all and but then you got these assholes coming in and just they beat a cop there's a video of a cop being like First off, the beating is one thing, right? There's one cop being beaten, but there was another cop being squeezed, like he was being crushed up against a door by these mob by the by the mob, and that's what they are—they're a mob. Like, yo, Trumpies, pasó and Blue Lives Matter, homie—that's a cop. And that there were cops there in the, in the during the the, the the Trump, the, not the Trump, the uh, the Capitol ride, that there were cops there taking selfies walking with them hand in hand like walking them down when they left like like apparently there's like three three officers being investigated three capital officers being investigated oh man it's a crazy time people it's a crazy time but yeah are they assholes are they just assholes and now they're being told like hey, it's cool to be an asshole just be on this side oh let's see Back to 1984 real quick. Five, the Brotherhood. Thanks, the Brotherhood. Where there are followers, there must always be leaders. The small group of rebellious outcasts ironically call themselves the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood vehemently opposes the party. They meet in secret, pass around literature, and plot to overthrow ing Although Big Brother paints the group as sinister, They are actually just activists fighting for basic human liberties. Uh, Likewise, we have plenty of individuals who stand up and speak against policies. Jesus. Uh, I feel like I feel very I don't even know how to describe it. Like all these warnings. Like, is it conditioning? You know, are we being conditioned to just accept what will happen? Like what will, what will be, will be. Where, what are we in the midst of, you know? I don't know. I don't know. What else can we talk about? It's getting, it's getting dark and depressing now. I got to move on from this. Uh, let's Cheery topics. I was talking to Austin the other day. Shout out Austin. And, uh, he was talking to me about Marlon Brando. And, uh. He was telling me about how he gets criticized, you know, for being, you know, inspired by Marlon Brando. You know, he, he wants to pursue acting and and all that. And Brando is someone he looks up to. He's, he's reading his book and he's getting all into that. And people just, people just, uh, they go, "What, Marlon Brando?" And like one person told him, "Like, don't you know he sodomized a girl with a piece of butter?" And I was like, "What? He did what?" <laughs> and so Austin was like yeah I don't think that's even true and I googled it immediately homie apparently check it out apparently when filming I think it was oh, let me just find the story y'all so let me see Mara Mara Brando son on film oh butter here you go so it was Last Tango in Paris uh, Let's see Last Tango in Paris And uh What? Nothing's popping up Okay I'll just, now that I the movie So in Last Tango in Paris Apparently there's a scene where there's like a rape scene And Marlon Brando Uh, on Maria Sh- Maria Schreiber Schneider Maria Schneider He used butter as lubricant, and uh, it's like it's hearsay at this point. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like it's like the the poor girl like was most definitely probably you know she was most definitely traumatized. Like she didn't speak to the director afterwards. She said in an interview later on. It's like. And yeah, it's a film, and um, and sadly, I think if you know, saying this did happen, because I'm just reading you know this article and whatnot. But if saying this did happen, what's this poor girl gonna say? She was like 19 when she was in this movie. Brando's like 40 something, you know, well, well-known actor, a man, you know, like what, like what, what's she supposed to do? Like at, during those times, you know, men were like hitting women. Well, they still do, sadly. But I mean like back then it was like like now nah, you go you stop it now and and it's like oh. And then that was that. You know what I mean? Like it was like okay just like smack the wife around, yes. You know what I mean? And like what the fuck you know? So I mean like this happening to her, they're probably like, Oh buck up, kiddo. That's that's the industry. You wanna be in it or not? And then she was like, Fuck y'all. Yeah. and she like she never spoke to that director, dude. I don't know. Like I just feel like a lot of people find themselves in that position. Maybe I don't know the numbers. But I can't even imagine what it's like for women. Dude after like that whole this whole me too movement that ha- that's happened and all these women speaking up. Like can you just imagine being a woman. You're auditioning for something and some like nasty greasy man like the fucking what's his like uh, what's his name? Nasty guy from, oh my god, Weinstein? Was it Weinstein? I forgot his name, but like I remember his face, nasty looking guy, right? He mentioned this like Gordo coming up to you being like, Hey Mija, we wouldn't be speaking Spanish. But he's like, You wanna be in the movie industry? Sit on it. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't wanna I wanna be in the movies, but I don't wanna sit on it, please. Like, oh, it sucks, dude. Damn. But then, like, what if, like, uh, like, what if, like, you're a person who's, like, like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna suck that D and get that part, baby. Get that paycheck. Like, do women do that, too? I hope women power do that, too, right? Like, they're, like, you want this movie? You want this movie? Put that face here, dude. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> You got to go diving in the muff as they say. Oh, god terrible. I'm sorry I said that. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's like, oh, dude. How was the audition, bro? All right, man. The audition was it was good. It was good. You know, like, what's on your face, man? You look a little. Is that a, is that a hair on your teeth? Like a pube? What you do? Oh, man. Had to go face first on her, man but I got the part, but like, she's not like some like hot, like, uh, she's not like some hot, uh, corporate type of, of executive. She's got to be like Epstein level. You know what I mean? She's got to be equivalent to Epstein. So like, it's not, it's not like you're going to be wanting to just go diving in, you know what I mean? (laughs) But it's like, I got to get the role, man. I got to get the role. Yo, man, this playlist takes a takes a turn. What is this, John? Can I remove this? Let's see. Uh, I, I can't remove this song from the queue. It's uh, it's a terrible song. It's not. Is that really in a Mario Kart movie? Is that a, is that in a Mario Kart game? This looks cute. There you go. Um, but damn, you mad, like women? uh oh. Damn, dude! Like, to be a woman, to be a black woman, because like those are like like these people go through so much shit, dude. If you just think back, if you're Jewish, you can think back to the Holocaust and before that, you know, Egyptian times you were enslaved. Women couldn't even vote. Like, what was it like oh, over a little over a hundred years ago. Black people in this country, like, gee, like God, man, history's. Can we we gotta learn from history? There's a lot of fucked up shit in our history, man. As a as a species too, as a like as a just like a as the human race, so much nasty history, man. People have done some disgust. We've done disgusting things to one another. Like what is wrong with us? Like bombing each other, shooting each other. Maybe it's... Uh, I'm just... Uh, it's just baffling. It's baffling. Some more happy news. So, like, we had all that Brando stuff, right? And then TikTok comes around and says, Hey, I'm going to bring some light to one of your heroes, Stephen." And I'm like, who, TikTok? And they're like, John Lennon. So, apparently, there's some, like, John Lennon uh, dark history. Like, I'm, that's what I'm Googling. But, like, I heard some... Dark facts about the life of John Lennon. Oh no. I'm a big John Lennon fan. Okay, and apparently there's dark stuff. Dark stuff, guys. This one's by Aaron Whisty from the Beatles Beatlesorama.com. Uh let's see. This is published oh this year. Last year, my bad. March 2020. John Lennon's name is heavily associated with peace, love, and togetherness. However, the man behind warm-hearted classis, classics like Imagine was an entirely different person behind the scenes. John Lennon's dark side often took the form of adultery, drugs, and even spousal aggression. Oh no, the man who was thought of as an icon for the positive energy of the 1960s was reportedly cruel and callous to those he loved the most. Okay, so check it out. It's just crazy that all like all this is coming out, and I'm not trying to like deny any of this right now. For him. be like, that's not John, but like I mean, the man's been dead since 1980. So, like, f- from when this when this is written right here, 2020, 40 years, 40 years, over 40 years, he's dead, and we're gonna write this article just and just be like, hey, you know that guy y'all love that's been dead for 40 years. Check this shit out, I'll ruin it for you. Oh, let's see. In some ways, it's not entirely surprising. The lyrics of many of Lennon's classic songs are dark enough to leave listeners wondering, did John Lennon hurt his wives? Many of his lyrics were autobiographical, and those closest to Lennon have confirmed that domestic cruelty occurred. Lennon had a legendarily aggressive temper, and admitted to some pretty disturbing deeds in interviews throughout his career. Learning a little about John Lennon's history will leave you thinking, rethinking your notions of the esteemed Beatle. Yoko Ono has been frequently blamed for causing strife with the Beatles. Some have even accused her of breaking up the band altogether, which isn't true. However, John Lennon may have at, actually forced her to do lot of the actions for which Ono has been criticized. It was Lennon who reportedly insisted Ono come to music practice with him and even insisted she accompany him to the bathroom. Oh, this is what I read. This is what they were reading. Oh, this is what I saw on TikTok. Okay, the person on TikTok was reading this. This resulted in her getting an unfair reputation as a controlling and overbearing presence in Lennon's life. She was even blamed for causing the band members' friendships to fade. Huh. John Lennon was well-known philanderer and cheated pretty frequently on both of his wives. During his first marriage, Lennon frequently slept with other women. Friends warned Lennon's wife of his infidelity, but she did not listen. Lennon eventually drunkenly confessed to his indiscretions after six years of marriage. When he wed Yoko Ono, he cheated on her as well. Damn. Like, all these... Like, wow. Like, whoa, Johnny. Like, no one was safe. No one was safe. When he wed Yoko Ono, he cheated on her as well. He had an infamous affair with Mei Peng, assistant to the couple. However, Ono at least claimed to have tolerated the affair and reportedly saw it as a welcome break from the intensity of their relationship. Huh. Seems like John was very... Like, homie had a hole inside. He had a hole inside, and he was trying to fill it, overfill it with, I guess, women. I hear he had a weird relationship with his mom. Let's see. Uh, God, intensity of their relationship. Oh, no, a picture of Julian. Lennon was clearly not thinking about the emotional impact his 1980 Playboy interview would have on his son, Julian. Otherwise, he likely would not have outright admitted he didn't want to have the child. What?! What? 90% of people in this planet, especially in the West, were born out of a bottle of whiskey on a Saturday night. And there was no intent to have children. Read more, at... Whoa, what? Let's go to that article real quick. Uh, He reportedly forced Yoko to accompany him everywhere. Like, it seems like a very... Like, he had some sort of separation anxiety, but at the same time, needed more and more validation from, like, uh, from, like, uh, I don't know, from physical, like, affection, just, that's why all the affairs. He left drugs lying around his home, even while having a young... What? (sighs) When Lennon began smoking marijuana, he was not subtle about the habit. He frequently left bags of weed casually lying around the house. He did not seem too worried about his young son roaming the hallways, who could have easily gotten into his stash, and weed was the least of his problems. The Beatles notoriously made references to LSD throughout their songs, and Lennon also had a heroin habit, particularly during his work on Let It Be. He was doing heroin? Like, what was, like, dude, what was killing you inside, bro? What were you trying to numb away or run away from or to? He publicly stated he never wanted to have Julian. Aww. And there was no intent to have He abandoned Julian early in childhood and barely supported him financially. And over here, like, it's very weird now. That persona, the long hair, the beard, the peace, but no peace in his actual life the persona of john lennon seemed to like promote peace but it seems like the person john lennon whoa according to julian lennon john was not much of a father figure john essentially abandoned julian when he was only five years old in addition to abandoning his son at a young age john did not provide much in terms of money julian received relatively little from John financially while he was growing up and only received a settlement from John's estate in 2015. Wow. He may have an offensive imitation of a (laughs) disabled... He may have done an offensive imitation of a disabled person. His relationship with Yoko Ono began as an affair. Lennon carried on an affair with Yoko Ono while, while still married to his wife, Cynthia. Ono would come to Lennon's home while Cynthia was visiting the country, and his housekeeper later reported that she even walked in on the pair in bed together after returning home from a trip. Cynthia eventually divorced Lennon after Ono became pregnant with Lennon's child, although Lennon tried to quiet the matter by settling it out of court and letting Cynthia take full custody of their son. Like, man, like, what? Like, why? Like, who? Why, John? He neglected his first wife. Yeah, Julian barely knew his father. Damn, and he looks just like him, man. Jesus. Julian Lennon was not close to his father. After John's divorce from Julian's mother, she retained all custody. In fact, in a 2015 interview, Julian said he was mostly cared for by his mother growing up. He visited John frequently throughout his childhood and adolescence. While there were rumors John and Julian were growing close right before John was shot, Julian told a different story. He claimed he never felt a bond with his father. Even going as far to say to the interview, I probably knew him about as much as I knew you. That's how warm it was. Damn. A less popular Beatles song by Lennon has vicious lyrics. <laughs> Oh no! No, hold up, before I read this, there are some lyrics in Beatles songs that have made my head turn. Uh, you're gonna lose that girl, yeah, you're gonna lose that girl, if you should meet you out tonight. There's like a song about like, oh, uh, you better run for your life if you can, little girl, Done with another man, that's the end, Little girl, so it's like if I catch up with another man, that's the end. Like, like you, de- like I don't know. It seems like yeah, it could be over. Like the relationship's over, but it seems very okay. Let's read this. Let's see. Oh, this is the song they're quoting. I think. Look, everyone has, everyone knows popular Beatles songs like "All You Need Is Love" and "Help." However, a lesser-known Beatles tune off of Rubber Soul called "Run for Your Life." It's pretty disturbing. The tune is especially unsettling, knowing Lennon's admitted tendencies towards pal aggression. And it's so fun. Some of the lyrics go, Let this be a sermon. I mean everything I've said. Baby, I'm determined. And I'd rather see you perish. You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your hand in the sand, little girl. Catch you with another man. That's the end, little girl. And so funny that hes it's about, like, you know, f- with another man, an affair when he was just gallivanting along with all these affairs. Hmm. A little hypocritical. Come on. Don't be a hypocrite, bro. Don't be doing that. It's a little... Don't be doing that stupid. And famously, while the Beatles were never involved with, uh, with or associated with Charles Manson, the cult leader and Slayer notoriously created his race war propaganda and inspired his followers to slay based around the lyrics of the Beatles song, Helter Skelter. Mm. He promptly justified smoking by citing his macrobiotic diet. Lennon was known to be a bit pompous. While this is lesser sin than some of his uh, other indiscretions, some rolled their eyes when he used his macrobiotic diet to justify his smoking habit in 1980 playboy interview he claimed micro macrobiotics uh, does not believe in cancer and he had no qualms about continuing to smoke despite emerging research that tobacco was a carcinogen (laughs) oh man dude ah i mean you find out that your heroes are people right when your heroes are just people all these, like, 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 Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison wasn't, it was, wasn't always, you know, the nicest guy. Tortured soul, dude. John Lennon probably did all that nasty shit because he was tortured. Like, growing up in Liverpool, success or something. And mom not being, I don't even know, dude. But, like, it messes with the person, right? You know, uh, I was talking to Austin, my friend Austin about this the other day. But a while back in high school, there's an audition uh, that a bunch of us from uh, from our theater class, we got a chance to go audition for some movie, and uh, only a few of us got called back. And uh, I'm thinking back, if I were to have gotten that gig, dude, at that time, senior year of high school, if I found success, if i you know if if money or something all along that lines, it would have messed me up, dude. Like I'm definitely not the same person I you know I was back then. Naturally, you know, 17, 18 years old. Looking back now, you a solid decade has passed, right? Going through college, not the same person I am now, right? Ever changing. But if I were to have, you know, found fame at that time, that would have messed me up, dude. I don't think I, all my issues and whatnot, like uh, that I hadn't worked through, it would have messed me up. I'm ready for it now, though. Putting that out in the world, you got to project what you want. You know, I got to. Project the image you want for your life out into the world so you can make it happen. Oh. Yeah, we're all people, man. We're all people doing our best. All right, y'all. Well, I think that's going to be it. It's, good. it's a solid episode. It feels good. Uh, we're going to go to the outro. But before we do, uh, don't forget you're enough. You're more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. Alright y'all, that was the Why the F Not Podcast with me, Stephen Bro and cortez Don't forget to uh, follow us on uh, whatever podcast service you're listening to. Just follow, you know, subscribe. Let you know when we have all these episodes, we'll notify you. And by we, I mean me. Uh, check out my YouTube channel, guys, uh, Pro underscore Bros. Uh, that's the same handle I use for Twitch. Check that out too, guys. I'll be streaming daily as much as I can. Uh, just putting that energy out there, man. Let's do it. Let's all, let's all create together. Uh, and that's uh that's all. All right, we'll Go be good humans. Bye.